Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. Welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. I'm Martin Weiss, your host, joined here with my co-host, Will Blackman. Will, man, to the, I mean... Welcome to the big time, bro. Like, I know what I'm saying. I know you've been here for a while, but I just have to say, man, I, I turn on my TV. I can't hey, miss you. You're yeah. everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're everywhere. I mean, you got Tua, Herbert, the front lines of the debate, Will Black, right there to the right of the number one soldier, Emmanuel Acho, a few days this week on FS1. Yeah, you, you, it's like... <clears throat> That that station's treating me like Jason Bourne, you know. I was I was having coffee with my homeboy, and all of a sudden I get a I, my phone rings like, "Hey, we need you to come here and take care of some business." And and I got brought on a great day too. Acho was there, you know, uh, right after his whole the Acho Bowl, as they call it, the Tua Herbert game. Uh, yeah, it was it was cool. It, it was fun. Uh, it's, it's such a, a good group with Dave uh, Hellman and, and Joy Taylor and Acho. It's, it's fun going over there. But by the way, man, right now, you know, this, I'm not dissing, but you look like, you know, a, a, a Puerto Rican rapper out of the Bronx right now, man. Like your whole vibe right now. You got, you got the. So what are you, you trying the, to say? You got the, what are you trying to say? Oh, uh, no. I man. got a thermal shirt on. I don't know. Well, it's you cold got, in Los Angeles. Got, I don't know, just like you know, just your whole, your whole. You got the poppy vibe right now, man. Like you, like you part of the terror squad right now. You got that whole vibe right now. <laughs> no, it's the haircut. You know, honestly, you'll laugh, but uh, when I give my haircut like this, people actually will come up to me and speak to me in Spanish. I believe it. Like people, I, I, I believe. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. People will speak. To I me grew in up. I grew up with and this then, type with this type of person. I grew up in back in Providence. Everybody was there. Boricua. Ayo, yes, sir. Yeah, man. You know, yeah, what can you do? You know, the hey, worst man, part um, is because I pretend I pretend like I know Spanish. And so then I'll try to reply in Spanish. And then when they reply back in English, it's just like the ultimate fail. It's like, yeah, yeah, bro. We know. <laughs> they already yeah, know. We know. Said, man, this guy tried. <laughs> yeah, we, we know. He, he didn't say trabajo. He said trabajo, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, congrats! What do you got? You got a hundred wins now? Is that the? Is that what I saw? Hundred wins, man! I, I cracked a hundred in the pick'em contest. You know, I started out super hot to start the year. Like first five weeks, couldn't miss a pick. It felt like there you go. Scuffled a little bit towards the middle, but we're ending the season strong. Just cracked a hundred. Had a nice eight and four week last week. Okay. I had a lot of people disagreeing with me on my picks. I stood strong and I felt good about it. You good? That's what's up, man. Good. Well done. Man, so let's get started with the Acho Bowl then, right? You have uh, in SoFi Stadium, Emmanuel Acho on the front lines. We couldn't get a field pass, apparently, because Justin Herbert, the social media quarterback in the Chargers, wouldn't let him down there. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what a social media quarterback looks like, but I know what a quarterback's look like on TV. And it looked like to me that Tua Tungvaloa was significantly worse than Justin Herbert, who actually played Pretty, pretty dang on good he in did. that Sunday night game. You know what? It's um, it's so funny because this whole the whole social media quarterback in Archer's offense was taken completely out of context. Okay, it was because really what he meant by it is that despite not having any like legit postseason achievement, despite how good he is. Sure. Like he's on social media a lot because he does these crazy throws. He throw he has impressive throws, which is like, okay, Chargers may lose the game, but he's trending because of a crazy throw he made. 
So that's what you meant by social media, because obviously Herbert is he's not active like that on social media at all. So but it was it was cool that it right. got taken. That's Twitter, though. You take everything out of context and you just run with it and then the whole world jumps on it. So anyhow, but th- this game was interesting because I made a comparison. I said Justin Herbert is he's Bruce Wayne without his weapons and he's Batman when he does have his weapons. Now, this is not a diss because Bruce Wayne is a highly successful billionaire. He's highly respected in the community. He does great things and he's rich as hell. Okay, and he's still like and and he's still able to win a great philanthropist. But when he has that that suit on, he got the utility belts and he's out there fighting crime. Batman's unstoppable. And Herbert had all his guys with him. Keenan, 12 catches. Mike Williams, eight for eight. Obviously, Eckler has been his dude majority of the season. So they look great. My question is or my issue was what were the Dolphins doing? What is the yeah. number one weakness for the Chargers? They cannot stop the run. They cannot stop. I, I can't. I could not understand it. <laughs> and could, then not only can the Chargers not stop the run, your quarterback is three for seventeen in the first half. Like just well, try to run the ball. As I'm saying, at least try to run the ball. And and the the big, and I think I'm trying to remember what were the. I think the Dolphins were averaging like eight, like 4.8 a carry, right? Something crazy, something like that. Like they were yeah, having was, some success moving yeah. the ball a little bit. I got to, I'll, I'll have like spaghetti or, you know, meatballs fact check that for us. But it, it was, it was pretty gnarly. But also, too, I will say, I will give, I will give a lot of credit to Staley and the Chargers because what they did was the, the issue when teams are playing the Dolphins, you have two guys that are track runners, right? Waddle and Tyreek yep. Hill. If you do not touch them, they will run by you. And if you try to put hands on them, you will miss and they will run by you. And I give a lot of credit to the Chargers defense because what they did was, despite wherever they were, they were pressing and putting hands on these receivers. Usually ways you try to avoid getting pressed as a receiver as offense, you line up in a tight formation. Because what happens is everything's everybody's too close. So you're like, okay, let's spread out and let them declare for us. Or you send a guy in motion because if he's moving, you can't really get hands on him. Chargers right. said, like the first, that. like the first play of the game, the Dolphins did that on the first one of the first plays. Right, of the yeah, game. the they little wheel route all, all the yeah. way across, and then it seemed like they went away from it. Exactly, and their only touchdown outside the fumble was Michael Davis was pressed man against Tyreek, and Tyreek got ahead of him. He ended up falling, and Tyreek scored. But other than that, they were putting hands on him the whole time. They were in position. They did they did a great thing in terms of taking that stuff away. My issue was Mike McDaniel, he didn't make any adjustments at all. He made none. I watched all 49 snaps. They made absolutely zero adjustments, none. And so the question people were like, well, Tua played awful. I will say Tua, he did not have a great game, but he didn't play awful in terms of like he threw bad passes or he was throwing interceptions. Like literally nobody was open. Then the next question is, well, can he throw somebody open, you know? Like the 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 pass Herbert made to Keenan Allen, where it's like, how did how did he get that ball in there? Uh, it was like a little window. Well, that's that's their that was their whole thing. They had chemistry doing that. Like Keenan is known for that. But there was zero, absolutely zero, zero adjustment. The biggest adjustment was like not running the ball. So in this case, the Dolphins two weeks in a row lost because the other team was way more physical than them. You know, with the Niners yeah. and the Chargers. And so are the Chargers back? I don't I will not say that they are because a team did not a team they just faced did not attack 
their weakness. So until I, I'm shown, I can see that they have sured that up in terms of the run stop in the run game. I can't say that they're back, but it does help that the Chargers do have their weapons back on offense. Yeah, to me, this was more of a game that spoke about the Dolphins because they didn't have a curveball. The first, the first what, 11 weeks of the season, these guys are running track meets. You got the punter, Thomas Morstead, posting pictures on Instagram, leaning back, chilling because he got no work the whole right. day. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like that was not. So, like, I think the Niners kind of uh, put it on tape, and then the Chargers just copied that. And, you know, concerning with the you know, Buffalo coming up and that defense, you know, that, that's pretty that's a pretty solid unit. Well, and they're trying to get uh, back, too. They're trying to get back. What happened to them? You exactly. Know, when they lost so, that game. Uh, uh, they, it's a, we'll see, because like you said, the Dolphins made no adjustments in that game. Mike McDaniel's got about a he got a couple days to get ready for this one. We'll see how he does with it, because he's going to have to do something a little bit differently. Because like you said, if they don't start putting those guys in motion or they don't start you know, stacking them or something. It's just going to be press. And it's very much like when Tula was Alabama. These guys are wide open. Generally, right. he'll get you the ball. And but, the Chargers, you know. The Chargers did not have all their guys on defense in the secondary. They didn't. And they were still no. able to get that done. Like, yeah, I mean, okay, Tua has some scrambling. But so, all, if, you, if you just take overall what they've done, right, 19 carries, 92 yards, 4.8. Right, Jeff Wilson had Jeff Wilson was averaging six point five a carry. Like they were, if you tried it, you were able to, and, and they only lost by what six? Yeah. So, anyhow, a lot of questions there. Yeah, if you're if you're averaging six point five yards a carry, I'm gonna go ahead and keep giving you the ball until the number comes down. Right? <laughs> like that would just make sense to me. Right. Like, just keep handing it to you until that number comes down to four. Right. And this is and this is that Kyle Shanahan, McVay type of offense where that was my issue with the Rams when McVay first had issues is that they kept they would do that condense where everyone's, you know, stacked close to the line of scrimmage and they ran all their play action concepts there. Well, then when they weren't able to run the ball, they couldn't you can't run play action. You can't have these deep crosses and what's going on because there's no threat of the run. And then eventually when they got some action running the ball, then everything worked out. And then they were able to get more creative because they do have some monsters on that offense. But in this case, yeah, you, you can't run that offense if you can't run the ball. Well, speaking of the Rams, uh, I don't know how many monsters they have on offense right now, but the combination of Baker Mayfield, Van Jefferson, and 2-2 Atwell uh, somehow came together with 48 hours less than Baker Mayfield to come and beat the same Raiders team that you said exposed the Chargers weaknesses that Josh Jacobs ran all over that rate that Chargers team right but we if we saw Tom Brady do it just a couple days prior to watching Baker Mayfield do it but how improbable is it that like both Baker Mayfield and Tom Brady and believe it or not Joe Flacco earlier this year all had comebacks like that like that's insane to me Baker's being the most yeah, you know, it's um first of all, it was a fun story, right? I was I was actually rooting for Baker. I tune in because I wanted Baker to get in the game. I mean, let's be honest. If you were rooting against Baker at this point, like come you're you're kind of your your hate is is strong. Your hate uh, is no, strong. that's not true. 
You could, no, just, I mean, you could just, just, you could just, you could literally just be sick and tired of him and his antics for the past what six years, however long it's been. You could just be like, bro, I'm so, I'm so tired of this dude. And I get it, I get it. I mean, I hear you. I, you know what I'm saying I I'm get not it. the biggest fan of the guy, but I was, I when I saw him, I couldn't help but have, like, yeah, good for you. And and it was, <laughs> here's good the thing with Baker, man. Like his ability right there, like he is a legit gamer, and this is. This is what I'm talking about. Eddie clip this right here. Okay. This this is this is what I'm talking about in terms of like Baker style of play. So when he was at Oklahoma, it was a spread offense, right? He sit back seven on seven. I'm picking you all. I'm picking off the defense. We're getting it done. Like that's his style of play. And then he goes to he gets drafted to Cleveland. And it goes to the, I mean, he did well at Freddie Kitchens. Then Stefanson comes in. It's the play action 50-50, you know. Mm-hmm. obviously hand the ball off try to look and this t- timing routes like all these things yes he can he was able to find some success but that is not baker's style of play like too many too many times these guys are drafting players and trying to conform them to their style and trying to make it work what baker did on that 98 yard drive was his style of play literally sit back quick seven on seven what's going on and and the worst part is is that the Raiders were playing man to man. So he was able to find his guys, throw his guys open, make right. his plays. And that's, that is what Baker Mayfield is. That's why he was so exciting to watch because he's literally, literally it's spread offense. That's his thing. He likes all that action. And so on that drive, the drive was impressive because it was a 98 drive, 98 yard drive to win the game. But also at the same time, I wasn't impressed on how he was able to operate going down the field, despite only having two days of trying to understand the offense, because really it just comes down to it's football. It's simple concepts. And if you're going to play man, he doesn't need to read what you're doing. It's like, okay, this guy's press man, Vance, Vance Jefferson beat him. Okay. I got Skoranek, a big receiver. Okay. Let me throw a back shoulder. You go awesome. You know, if the safety is going to lean this way, okay, I'm going to go over here. So for him, but Baker was a surprise. But it was a hell of a drive because that is his style of play. That's what he does. Yeah, Did any of that make uh, sense to reading, you? It made a ton of sense to me. Okay. Because uh, I was reading reports essentially saying that, I mean, first of all, yes, it makes a ton of sense to me. It's essentially like, why would you, uh, like, if you have Kevin Durant, you're not going to uh, post him up 18 times a game, right? That wouldn't be right. the best use of his game. Like, could he, could right. he be effective in that way? Sure. Potentially. You know what I'm saying? But... You'd much rather have him facing up to the basket, crossing people over, shooting some threes, posting up on occasion, right? It's the same thing with Baker. You, you can run play action, sure. Like, you'd probably be successful at it in spots, right? But when you're, like, when it's a heavy run, I, I completely understand what you're saying, especially when you look at the difference between what Lincoln Riley does and what Kevin Stefanski does. But my question to you would be, how sustainable is it to run that type of spread out offense in which is kind of that point and shoot. Cause I think we saw very similar, like as we compare the two drives, Brady was doing a lot of the same stuff. It seemed like we're spread everybody out and I'm going to pick you guys apart. How consistently can you do that? Drive in, drive in, drive in, drive out to where you can make that. Cause as, as impressive as that drive was, they weren't doing much of anything before it. That's, that's very true. They weren't doing anything before that. And it's, I would say a full a full game of doing that is going to be very very hard. Um, situational wise, it it was actually perfect. So for them to sustain it, who knows? But right now, what it did, it was it gave the Rams some life. The fact that he was throwing to yeah. 
receivers that he's never thrown to before. Like as a receiver, and I'm seeing these ball, these these footballs like accurately thrown to me, then it's like, okay, we have a guy who can do it. Now, for me, it's gonna it's gonna pick me up more. Skaron is gonna be more of a feature. Obviously, we've seen Van, you know, do his thing. And we don't know the health of the other receivers. I think Cooper Cup is done for the year, uh, for the most part. So uh, right now, how sustainable? Like we don't know because at, you still need an element of the run threat. That is true. But Baker is he's built for that. You know, he's a gamer for that style. So uh we'll see. You know, I think. I think in terms of like their future, I think this was a smart move on both parties. We talked about this before, um, oh, yeah. where we, we don't we don't know what's what the future holds for Stafford. We we don't know. Um, we don't know what the future holds for a franchise quarterback for the Rams organization. We don't know that either. So, because I mean, they definitely aren't going to be able to pick one. You know, in in the early rounds, in the early rounds for a while. So the fact there's one thing they, they don't got it to pick. Yeah. So the fact that Baker came over here right now um, is is definitely hope for 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 the long run. So uh, it's going to be interesting offseason to see how this plays out. It's another thing will be interesting in the offseason. A unrestricted free agent quarterback who most likely will not be back with his team. Tom Brady got smoked. By Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. They all called me a fool, Will. They all told me he's Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. They all said Brock Purdy's Mr. Irrelevant. He can't beat him one-on-one. But you know what they forgot, Will? Football's a team game. And the San Francisco 49ers, as a team, 1 through 53, are completely outclassing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at this stage in the game. Yeah, but did you think it was gonna be a shellacking like that? Did you think they were only gonna get? I thought it was. Like gonna, I thought, I thought it would be San Francisco by ten. I would have taken the under. So I didn't. So no, I didn't think San Francisco will go damn near over by themselves. Yeah, because right, I I thought at least like the Bucks would cover. I you know I, this. I thought San Fran will probably win, but man, that was a straight smacking. But you know, seven points. That's the defense, and. Every everything went well. Everything went well for Brock Purdy, and it wasn't so much of like Brock Purdy. Don't go there and mess it up. I don't think I don't think that was ever the mindset for Brock Purdy. I don't think that was ever the mindset for Kyle Shanahan. I think Kyle Shanahan prepared Brock Purdy, uh, like to the utmost in terms of like it, it was it was perfect how he prepared him. The defense obviously was going to do their thing regardless, and just overall, I think just the entire organization. Uh, Offense, defense, special teams, the staff, everyone prepared outstanding uh, that week so that Brock Purdy could just play a stress-free football game. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I mean, everything everything went well. He, he made the right throws. He was he showed that he was able to move around. He played excited. Uh, it was really cool. They kept showing his parents in the crowd, which is, which is a big deal because I can't imagine – I can't imagine what my dad thought, you know, watching me play my first NFL game mm-hmm. or my first start. Even my dad going to the Super Bowl. I remember being on the field after we won with my father, and he was just like, like he couldn't believe it because I, we never missed a Super Bowl. I watched every Super Bowl with my father growing up, and the fact that we were on the field after winning one, which was crazy. So overall, I thought. I mean, he probably watched it before you were even born. <laughs> no, no, he, I'm sure he did. But I'm saying like together, we never missed one. Right. I remember, like I, I, I can tell you about every single Super Bowl since I was born, and um, it was 
it, it was it was pretty cool. But I thought I know a lot of people give a lot of credit to Brock Purdy, a lot of credit to defense, as you should. But I think Kyle Shanahan did a hell of a job preparing that team for that game, uh, for them I to agree. play that well. I mean, and I really feel like when it comes out and it's a, a shellacking like that, that that to me points to the preparation and the coaching. No like, question. Like, it's it's just too many variables that could go wrong or right for a team to to right. jump out to a twenty eight nothing lead and then hold on to it right? right and then continue to pile on and then continue to shut down the other offense. Yeah, they beat like, they beat the Bucks. The Bucks didn't lose the game. They beat their like yes. they they beat the Bucks. Period. You know, it, it was unfortunate no. the Mike Evans touchdown got called back because that would have been like a whole different. I think it would have changed a little bit, but the the forty nine whooped their. That that is what it is. So, it looked like we were in for two types of whoopings like that until the Chiefs defense let the Broncos back in the game and Patrick Mahomes threw three interceptions. But my question to you is this: because after this game, Jalen Hurts MVP odds shot up, and we'll talk about the Eagles in just a moment. But the whole conversation has been: well, you know, Patrick Mahomes had three interceptions. He also scored thirty four points on the first or second best defense in football. Like, am I missing something here? Because it's like I don't I don't see why I mean he they won the game. He right. had like 350 yards, you know what I'm saying? Had four three, four touchdowns, scored 35 points on the second earth, but like probably the best defense in football because they know their offense has no luck. And then on the other side, the defense gave up like damn near double the most points that the Broncos have scored all season in any game. And I'm just not understanding why this is now a knock on Mahomes that he won this game. with three. I mean, I get it, three interceptions, but, like, is that enough to knock him out of the top spot for MVP? I don't understand. You know, the issue is I think that everyone is – they keep looking at the mistakes that Mahomes is making. But what's what's not being talked about is the fact that Mahomes has to make up a lot of ground for everything that's going on around him. Like it is, it yes. is all Patrick Mahomes. That de- I think the defense gave up. They got the most passing touchdowns they they have given up. I think they're they're like number one in the entire NFL for most passing touchdowns given up. And um, like he has to, he has to make up for a lot of that. You know, you look at Philly. Yes, Jalen Hurts is playing perfect football, and that should be that should be rewarded. But Michael Michael Parsons has Michael Michael Parsons has some validity to that validity to that in terms yes. of like hey he has a hell of a team he has a great team that's why when we spoke early about what Philly is doing we were like okay would they be doing this well without Jalen Hurts probably not would they be doing this well without Darius Light probably not would they be doing this well without you know Jason Kelsey probably not like. Every piece of that puzzle is there, which is why they are playing how they are playing. But if you, like I said, if you really look at the grand scheme of things, I like we like playing this game, right? Quarterback carousel. Does Jalen Hurts do this with the Chiefs teams? No, 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 no. Mahomes does Mahomes do this with the Eagles? I was yes. saying, I was, I was saying, I, think, I was yes. saying, yeah, I'm saying a lot of quarterbacks can go to Philly and. And and play this well. A lot of teams aren't going now, to Kansas City. I would say 
Mahomes may not be as prolific as a runner in the same right. framework of the offense right. as Jalen Hurts. I'll give you that. But right. I don't think the drop-off is such that it's like you're talking about a guy who can't run or can't get it. Like, what? Right. Hurts has 10 rushing touchdowns? All right, take off three. Take off four. And I think that would be probably where Mahomes would land. Right, because he's cooking with A.J. and Devonta and, and Dallas Goddard. He's cooking with them. You know, there's, yes. there's no there's no question. So is is it is it that is that far advanced? It's not that far off. But again, it's hard to it it's hard to, like I said, we can't just discredit, not discredit, but make make the how can I say this? The gap is not that wide, but yes. Jalen Hurts is still number one because he is playing perfect football. His team is 11 of one. He's not making any mistakes. So we can't, we can't discredit him because his team is playing really good football, but also at the same time, we do have to take in consideration that Mahomes is, he is making mistakes as well too. But overall, I think, I don't think the gap is that wide because Mahomes is, he is the entire team. It is, it is all because of Mahomes. I will say that for the Eagles. It's not all because of Hurts. No, it's not. And I just off top of my head, I can think of like maybe three or four balls that were thrown to A.J. Brown that were straight 50-50. A.J. Brown just went and got it. And if it had been like, uh, you know, Isaiah Pacheco, he was throwing the ball to, or Marquez Valdez-Scantling or something like that, that ball probably doesn't even get thrown because you don't have you know, baby Megatron out there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's humongous. Yeah, but, but, you, Brown but you can do that like, because you have him. That's what I'm saying, that you can do that because you have him. And then, you know, best deep threat that Patrick Mahomes had plays in Miami now. But, uh, you know, Eagles, they keep that thing rolling. How many games do you think the Eagles lose? What is their final record by the end of the year? Oh, man. You know what? I It's, it's going to be hard. Because I thought one of the losses would have been um, to the to the Titans, and they went in over there and beat the brakes off them boys. So, I mean, they what, beat the brakes off like the last pretty much since Thanksgiving. Yeah, since since the Eagles that, have been since laying wood. game since that Colts game, they put forty on Green Bay. They put thirty five on the Titans. They put forty eight on the Giants. They might put another thirty five forty on the Bears. And so they need to do that Dallas game is obviously circled, especially what Micah saying, what he's saying. That game was circled anyway. Oh, yeah. Because there was no Dak. So it's kind of like that game is going to, that game might do, that game's going to do some numbers for sure. And, and it's in Dallas. So this, I, I want to circle that Dallas game. I mean, that, that game right there is going to pretty much solidify. Jalen Hurts' spot in terms of like, okay, based on how he not, I don't want just a win. It's gonna be how he plays. That's facts. For them to get for him to like really be the MVP. Now, my counter to that is Burrow got the Bucks, Burrow got the Patriots, Burrow got the Bills, and Burrow got the Ravens. And so far, they're on a five-game winning streak. Yeah. Okay. They're in the fight, beating the Titans, Chiefs, and Browns, like playing like really good football. And so Burrow yeah, could sneak in there. Football. 
Burrow could sneak in there. That's the thing, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, the Eagles could win out, but, like, we really need to look at, like, Jalen Hurts. The Eagles could win out. and But if he's, like, a major contributing factor to the victories, I get that. But then you look at, you know, Cincinnati, what they're doing. And then you look at Kansas City, you know, in terms of what they're doing, you know, for the rest of their schedule. So it's um, it is Jalen Hurts is in the lead, but it is not the gap is not as wide as people want to put it to because they keep looking at the team's overall success. Mahomes is hard for Mahomes. I think I think it's hard for Mahomes because he has the Texans, Seahawks, Broncos and Raiders like. He's going to have to throw for 400 yards each of those games for him to actually like. Yeah, it's going to have to be stupid. Something yeah. like something like 11 touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah, and, he's going to – exactly. He's going to have to – if he's throwing if he's throwing three picks to the Texans, forget about it. He's out of there. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's <laughs> over. Which, which – but – Any team, Texans, Seahawks, I mean, obviously he did to the Broncos or Raiders. Any of those three teams – if he has a multiple pick any of these four games, I would say, then he's out of there. He's out of there. Yeah, I can agree with that. That same Texas team took the Cowboys to the brink. Zeke Elliott falls into the end zone with 20 seconds left. 17 and a half with the Texans was like the easiest no-brainer bet of the entire season. First of all, I just that was easy. I went but, against I went against my morals that game. What'd you I'm, do? I'm usually going, I usually go with the underdog when I get a double digit spread like that. In this game, I just felt so good about that, that slacking that the Cowboys are putting on people that I was like, man, you know, this, this, this game at home versus the Texans too. Like, let's go. Should be a no brainer. That's why for me, Uh, like, yes, yes, they won, but this, this was a disappointing victory in my eyes because I agree with you at this stage in the season. This is where you start separating yourself. This is where you start smacking people, like letting them know, like, okay, we're in December. We are getting ready for the playoffs. Everybody in our way, get out of our way. Get out of our way. Now, that like right now, the Eagles, no decisions. We are knocking everybody out. No yep. decisions, right? Now, I will say this. What, what has been like the, the big struggle for the Cowboys? In the recent years, or in the, in the in the past, however many a decade, they've been it's been situations, right? They've been situationally a disaster, and it's really hard to get reps in practice on situations. We can go good versus good, you know, two minute drill, red zone, all kinds of stuff. We can we can work on that, but it's hard to get those live reps unless you do it in a game. So if there's anything that's mm-hmm. beneficial to the Cowboys, despite not being an impressive win, it was good to see that struggle and then come back and make that long drive to go win the game. That's the only good thing because now they have it. Okay, this is what we, we can do this now. So overall, I was still pissed off. Yeah, I say for me, it's like, okay, you talk about the Eagles. Been thumping people since Thanksgiving. You talk about you know the Bengals right now on a five-game win streak. The 49ers, the way that they've been playing, even with the injuries, it's like certain teams have like a quote unquote standard that it's like doesn't matter, really matter what the other team is gonna do. We're gonna do our thing, right? It feels to me like the Cowboys, while I have been whooping of not too many, like a, a few times. Uh, this season don't necessarily have that same level of preparation, which then goes to, to me, your coaching. 
right? You're coaching and you're and hey, oh, Mike Mc, everybody's been praising Mike McCarthy a lot this season and Kellen Moore and how Dan Quinn's got the defense flying around. But that to me is a mark. And like you said, all you got to do is go back and look at the San Francisco playoff game to know that uh, situations is what kills this team. Situational right. football. Yeah. So I will ask you this. Are you actually this is the ongoing question. Are you concerned with with Dak's interceptions in the past like few games? Not really. Uh, I think the last I think the two against the Texans were bad. Right. I think like the especially the one backed up in his own back up in his own uh, territory, that just looked like a terrible throw. But uh, ultimately, I don't really have too big of a problem with it because uh, it hasn't been something that has populated throughout his entire career. It feels like a blip, not a trend. Right. I feel like I feel like the interceptions, the the more interceptions this year is is good actually because one. A big reason why it's happening because you don't have Amari, right? You don't have like that guaranteed, sure. like big body, like, okay, he's going to be there and I can get it to him. But two, I think Dak, despite how talented he is, how how well he's played, uh, even in his, even if he has the ability to throw for 500, I still feel like situational wise, he may be play, he has been playing it kind of safe. So, what this is telling me that he's being more aggressive going down the field where you're going to have more mistakes. I mean, we just talked about Mahomes. Sure. He's probably the most aggressive quarterback in the entire NFL, hence why he has terrible interceptions. And his, Dak being more aggressive this year is good, which I think in retrospect helped him on that long drive to win the game because you mm -hmm. have to be aggressive in situations. You can't be so concerned and worry about you know making, making a mistake. mistake. That's why going back to Baker Mayfield, you know, he's like, I'm playing with house money. Nobody expects me to do anything here. I'm just going to go out here and be aggressive and just sling it down the field. And that's what that's what led him to the drive. That's why to be to be a situational master, you kind of have to be unconscious. You have to be smart, understand what what's what's going on and keep it simple and be kind of like just psychotic and in the zone. That's why that's why what Tom Brady, the. the his best attribute, because what everyone says, like, yes, he doesn't have the best arm. He has a great arm still. He doesn't have the best arm. He's not mobile, blah, blah. But but Tom Brady's greatest gift is that he has mental endurance. He is the most mentally tough football player ever. And I say yeah. this because it is it's hard to win. It is hard to win. And then to keep to, especially after you win like three Super Bowls, it's like, all right, bro. Like, but he he wants to win. He keeps going. After, it's hard to figure out the formula on how to keep winning. And he's done it seven times. That's that's why in the history of ball, he could be down 30 points. And you're like, all right, he got 15 minutes to get this done. And I believe he can get it right. done. It's like, it's like when we were watching that um that video with Steph Curry, you know, throwing those full court shots, and everyone <laughs> believed it. They believed it was real. Right. Why? Because he's shown like he can shoot the ball. So I believed it, you know. And so right, Tom Brady could be he could be down 50 points. You're like, ah, oh, he got 15 minutes though, you know. <laughs> he could do it because he has that aggressive mentality. And I think this is the year, despite Dak's interceptions have increased. I think um, that is a good thing for him because he's being more aggressive. Yeah, I think so too. I, I and I like the idea that you're, if you're the Cowboys, especially with some of your passing weapons, even though Cooper's gone, like 
you have you can run the ball. You know, so, so we'll see how Terrence would how they fix the Terrence Steele injury because you know he's going to be down. He was a big part of their offensive line, but you can run the ball. So I think we should take some shots with number like try to get the ball to CD and you know I I, I like that, but I want to move on to uh to my guy Joe Burrow and the Bengals. He finally got off the Schneid. He had lost to the Browns every time he played them in his career. He uh, finally handled that, took care of business. But you want to talk about who you got around you? Lost, uh, lost Boyd in pregame warmups. Lost Higgins in pregame warmups. And you know what? Business as usual. Throwing to a guy named Trenton Irwin and Trent something else. And I was for a second, I thought they were the same guy. And the announcers were getting the name wrong. <laughs> You know what, though? I will say this. I mentioned Tom Brady, and, and one of Tom Brady's best abilities is that he is he is able to, um, not just Brady, but like all the really good quarterbacks, they're able to elevate the players around them, despite who's out there. And I will say that is that is Joe Burrow's greatest gift, is that he is able to elevate all those players around him. Um wherever it is that's why he can go to any corner locker room and he is good he can he can relate with them he can hang out with them he can talk with them all these things and they will listen to him they will follow him because he's able to elevate because he just has that 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 skill set that ability so he could lose whoever you know it does it did help that he had his his, his best receiver for the past you know five years and, and jamar chase there um right but but overall it, it just even even as a defender, it's like, man, we got we got somebody over there. Like we just we just need to do our part because we got somebody over there. Same thing, yeah, as as an as an offensive guy, as an offensive line, you know, like hey, we got we gotta do, we gotta block for him. Hey, we got we gotta get open, we gotta catch his passes. You know, I need to pass protect. As a as a play caller, I need to put him in a good situation. I gotta call the right plays for him to to do his thing. And so he's able to elevate everyone in that organization, which is why, which is why in the beginning he was like, man, like, sure, we're going to take our bumps and bruises. Cause we're still trying to figure things out. I'm still trying to get healthy. You know, it's now, now we were in the Super Bowl. Everyone is like gunning for us. They got film on us. And so, yeah, it was going to be a little rocky in the beginning, but then all the, the best ones figured out the best ones, the best players or the best teams Best athletes, whatever they, or even the best businesses, they self, they self scout, they self evaluate, they self study right. on how to get better. And and right now the Bengals are showing that, you know, especially with Joe Burrow. So it's 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 really dope to see, which is why they're on that cool running streak right now. <clears throat> I'll say I tell him blue in the face. I think this team is going to be a problem. I think I think they have a great shot to win the North, but. Uh, when you were saying all that about <laughs> the quarterback and feeling like you got a chance, it really reminded me <laughs> of uh, the difference between the Jets players after Mike White came in, got his first start, <laughs> and right. Zach Wilson. Um, they were Mike, Mike White, White got crushed. He got crushed this weekend, though. And he kept getting up. Like, he did keep getting up. Spent the night in the hospital. Uh and he gave more respect from his teammates because of that. And how about this? Your boy Zach Wilson, not even active, not even active. Where he's, number two. he's number two this. He's number two this week. Breaking news. He's number two this week. Oh he yeah, promoted. he got promoted to number two. Okay. 
Well, is that with the idea that Mike White is still going to be number one? Because Robert yes. Sala says he's day to day, but he's day -day. everybody's confused, it seems like, about whether he's really going to be able to go. Nah, look, um, he, he, if anything, he kept his job just because he kept fighting. You know, there, there's that is another way of like earning respect as a quarterback. You know, I, I always respected Eli Manning um, because he's, he was going on a streak where he's never missed a game. He's always been consistent. When it matters, Eli performs and balls out, right, he, he, when it matters. But I go back to that 2012 NFC Championship game versus the 49ers. Um, I was on that team in that game, playing in that game. And I think – I got to look at it, but I think Eli got hit like 20 times, bro. It was – it was – it was nuts. Um he actually got he got battered every single every single play got hit by Bowman got hit by Willis got hit by Justin Smith Alden Smith Golston like they were lighting this man and it was muddy like his helmet <clears throat> his helmet was twisted aside uniform jersey and he was still mm -hmm. sitting in that pocket dealing I think he threw like thirteen passes to um, Victor Cruz in the slot and it was it was it was absolutely impressive and I was like damn like. I already, I already respected Eli, <clears throat> but after this game, I was like, dude, he's the, he's that deal. He's like legit, legit, because he got pummeled. And I think um, – so, <clears throat> but I think that's what happened in terms of like the Jets player. I know they didn't win the game, but he was – yeah, like Justice Smith had four hits. Ray McDonald had three hits. Alden Smith had two hits. I mean, gosh, three, seven, ten, thirteen <laughs> hits. By big boys, six so, sacks. When, when that's happening, when that's happening, and you're on like sack five, like like for example, to uh, Monday night, that <laughs> Kyler Murray go out early tears ACL. This sucks. It sucks for him. Good thing he signed that big contract prior to. But Colt McCoy got, I mean, beat that beat to hell. Like when when you're getting sacked for like the. Th Third or fourth time, does like the offensive line apologize to the quarterback? Like, how does that work? <laughs> this is like my know, bad. I, I don't I'm know, bad. bro. I never, I like, never I been. I'm trying. I never been a quarterback, man. I have no idea. I have no idea. Fair enough. But I, I did. Yeah, I did I, no, I will say this though. I got smacked on a punt return before, and I remember Corey Hall. He went to help me up. He was like, "My bad, bro." You know. So like, <clears throat> I learned as a returner. If I got smacked, the first person to help me up is the person who missed their block. That's what I, that's what I learned. That's what I, I learned that quick. I learned that quick. If I got smacked in the head, I'm like, oh, man. And then someone helped me up. Hey, man, you good? I watched film. I'm like, that's why he helped me up, because he's the one that missed his block. He's like, hey, you good, right? You good, right? You good, right, Will? <laughs> you good, right, 2-1? Yeah, all right, bet. At least, at least, <laughs> I respect Corey Hall because he's a legit apologizer. Like, yo, that's my bad. I'm sorry you got your chin split open. That's my bad, bro. <laughs> he's like, hey, man, at least I could do is help yo, I you got, out. I got smoked, dog. I remember that. I got hit by That's hilarious. Back. All right, man. Let's take a quick break and get into picking games for next week. Have you been betting with the Caesars Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, keep it up because every bet earns with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and more. And if not, 
Well, when you get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code OMAHAFULL and place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congratulations. If you don't, you get your stake back as a free bet. 21 and up only. Offer valid. It must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wager only. Must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit $1,250 and must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 46736. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Will. What game, if any, jumped out on the slate to you uh, uh, on first glance? Man, I tell you what. This is... You know, what's gonna, you know what stands out to me? That, that Cowboys that? going to Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. Cowboys going to Jacksonville. Is, oh yeah, is a is a big deal because that right there is gonna. There's no messing around with the Jaguars. I'm sorry, like this is a this is a well coached football team, and Trevor Lawrence has found his groove. He has his coach, and that is a big freaking deal. That is a game that I am circling, and this is one of those things where it's like, don't come here, don't come here trying to get a decision win. Don't come here trying you. You will get that upset. You know, it, like shout out to. Tim Bradley, who just got who just got inducted to the to the Boxing Hall of Fame, but Pacquiao when they had that first match, and Pacquiao let that thing go to a decision, and everyone, even me, I was like Pacquiao won this. There's no question, no question, Pacquiao won this. Boom, they gave that thing to Tim Bradley, changed his career because now Tim Bradley he's the head hard show. He's getting all the big fights. 
Pacquiao had a, he had to knock him out, but he was a tough opponent. You can't knock out Tim Bradley. Jaguars. They're Tim Bradley. <laughs> okay. They're Tim I Bradley. I don't come in, don't, yeah, don't come in here and try and get decision win because you will go Duval and you will get bopped in the head. So that is going to be a huge game for Dallas right there. This is you got to go for the knockout here, Dallas. You can't mess around. So I like I'm looking at that game. Um, I like I like Jacksonville to cover because I think it's going to be a close game. Um, they're, they're playing good football across the board, and especially with that that win versus Tennessee, they went in there and and beat them up. Um, I mean, even especially when you see how when you see how yes. that's Derrick Henry getting smacked, then you're like, all right. <laughs> and and to me, the thing that really impressed me about the Jaguars too, I thought it was gonna be one of those same old Derrick Henry. You know, we used to see it all the time. The Jaguars towards the end of the year, Derrick Henry rip off like like two eighty yard runs, finished with like two hundred fifty yards rushing, and everybody talks for the next four days about how running backs really should be appreciated more, right? right. Like I thought it was, I thought that was the type of day we were in for. Nuh-uh. That Jaguars defense bowed up in the second half. Now, I just saw Trevon Walker is uh, – Doug Peterson says he's day-to-day, but it's a high ankle sprain, so I don't know how long Doug Peterson considers days. But Most of the time, those things are going to be a week-to-week type of situation. But I love the Jaguars in this spot. Trevor Lawrence, Eddie put it on the rundown, probably played his best career game. That's the second time this year he's played his best career game right. so far this season. Against a playoff team. Against a playoff team. I think that bodes really well for a guy who, you know, was crowned the 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 king of 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 everything prior to being drafted. He's the best prospect since Luck and Manning, and you know, God's gift to quarterbacks. Well, he's it looks like he's starting to figure it out. Uh, And uh, like you said, well coached team against a team that. Like we just said with the Cowboys, I'm not sure how well coached they are. I know they're immensely, immensely talented. Who's that? So Cowboys about the, the Cowboys. The Cowboys have talent, more you know, talent up and down the roster like crazy. Well, they're well, but they're well again, coached. Like you said, Dallas is well coached because right now they have a really good record. So like Mike Carthy's doing a good job in terms of not like like they're ten and three. Like they're they're well they're well. Coached. I'm not saying he's doing, but I'm talking about what you talk about situationally, right? Like mm-hmm. we talk about those different situations. It's like yeah, they're ten and three right now, but a lot of that I feel like has to do with all right, we're getting scoring defensive touchdowns. Like some of the decision making is the stress is less when you have a fourteen point lead. You know what I'm saying? It's like right. you kind of just do what you want as opposed to making the game deciding decisions. That's what I'm talking about. And I think this is the type of game that has the potential to come to a game deciding decision. What's next on your list? Yeah. Um, actually, this is a game with some in- implications. Um, it's it's not it's not the prettiest on the list. It wasn't pretty when you first looked at it, but man, Lions Jets. Yeah, Lions Jets. Big time game. That, that's a big time, big time game. game. It's how about this? This game should be in prime time, realistically. Like they I, should have flexed I, this I would one. Not, I would not argue that. I think there will be some good football in this game. I really do. I think I, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to, you know, the whole Amon Ra versus Sauce Gardner, Reed versus um, Williamson oh, yeah. Chart. Yeah, like I'm Amon Ra. Like I'll tell you what, as as well as them boys are playing, he Amon Ra is he's. 
he's in that Doug Baldwin, Steve Smith mold. He's he's about that life. Like like what's up? What's up? And I've been fortunate to to watch Amon Ra, you know, since he was in high school. He went to modern day. And to see him go to all these camps, all these American camps, Nike camps, you know, and just put people in blenders. You know, obviously he he went to USC and you know he had some good plays there. And just overall, that's like if he was on this USC team now, like he probably would, I don't know. I can't say wouldn't blitz in a call because homeboy Mara Havis Jr. went nuts. But I'm surprised. I, your point is well taken. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. His college situation <laughs> does not give him the opportunity to show what he is no showing. No doubt now, about it. That's why he's a tier one receiver. Yeah, in this and league. that's why for him to come into the league and what Jared Goff or whoever's throwing the rock, he's out here making it happen. Um, so this is gonna it's gonna be a fun game. Obviously, it's gonna be depending on I think Mike White's health. Yeah, that's a big if, one for if, me. Because if homeboy comes in there, if that one comes in there, then it's like uh, you know, then I, I'm chalking this one up. I'm giving this to Detroit because they but I actually you know I can't say that. I can't say that. The reason why I can't say that is because Detroit, you know. Everyone is like, hey, you know, they are they are a dangerous team right now. And I would say this, they are a dangerous team at home. You yes. go, you go, you come to Detroit, like be ready for that battle. A lot of people are like, you know, they were giving me their overall record of wins and losses in, De- in Detroit. I say that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you come to Detroit, you're gonna lose. I'm saying you come to Detroit this year, you're gonna have to earn that win. Straight up, and yes. and because they're ready to play whatever kind of game you want to play, you know. For I mean, shoot, Philly came to Detroit, they like won by, by three. three, barely got three by three, right? Washington as, as, came through by con, by major consensus, the best team in football, right? Right? The, yep. They, Washington came through, got that butt whoop, right? Seattle, they won by three. Seattle scored forty eight. Guess what? Detroit put up forty five. <laughs> what kind of game do you want? Then they go on the road, right? They get shut out by the Patriots on the road. They go to the road to Dallas. They lose to Dallas. Miami comes to town. Man, Miami barely got by. Green Bay came to town. Boom. Mocked, right? And then they get two impressive road wins. They go to Chicago and they go to New York. Going all over New York is big. Barely lose to the Bills at home. Mocked the Jaguars at home. Beat the Vikings at home. And so, you know. Let's see how they go on the road. I think at home, Detroit is dangerous, but on the road, this is going to be a tough one for me. Yeah, if Mike White hadn't spent the night in the hospital and maybe had only broken, like, if he if he had only left the game one time, you know, instead of having to leave and come back multiple times, I would be all over the New York Jets here. And this is, just feels like a prime lion letdown spot. Uh, like, yeah, this, there's this been a, a lot a of lions. This is a trap one right talk. here for me. Like, yeah, there's a lot of lion playoff talk going around, and like, yeah, it's it's a fun discussion, and yeah, it's real. And this lion team is better than, than, than I may have given them a little credit for at the start of the year, but the Jets are a real playoff team if they can keep Mike White upright, which you know remains to be seen. But I I like the Jets here a lot, and your boy Garrett Wilson, stud, stud. Well, and I don't think the Lions got anything. Fact. I don't think when the Lions got anything the for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, be interesting. What about so, you? What game? What game? What other games are you looking forward to besides these two? 
Man, I'm sitting here looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a three and a half point underdog, and I can't understand why America doesn't understand that this team ain't good. I the Bengals minus three and a half might be my bet of the week. I feel you on that. Like the way the Bengals have been rolling, the way they play defense, the way the Buccaneers can't stop the run, and the Bengals are committed to run, like getting the ball to P. Ryan and mixing. If mixing's gonna be able to go, I know he barely kind of played last game, so I expect to see a lot more of him. If we can get uh, uh, some combination of, of of Boyd or Higgins back in the fold, I don't understand how this is just a field goal game, field goal and a half a point. Like to me, I. The Bengals are locked in this spot, even though the even though like you would want to say, okay, up and down theory, maybe the Buccaneers they just got completely shellacked. You know, they bounced back, get embarrassed, kind of come back against. It. But I just the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year, and the defense is better. Right. I mean, the only thing that could possibly happen is that Burrow is in awe of Tom Brady because that's his guy, <laughs> and he gets the right. <laughs> That's the only thing like, I see. So like it's it's one of those to me. It feels so wide open to me that I feel like I may be missing something. Like right. I don't know, you know. But that that's the one that jumped off to me. And I say the next one: the Bills have continued to be around a touchdown favorite the last three four weeks. Like you said against against the Lions. You know, and then against the Jets last week, nine and a half. This week, they're seven and a half against the Dolphins. And I get the Dolphins didn't look good. And I know I just, I know I just said that whole thing about they need to be concerned and worried. Right. But this feels like a 27 to 21 uh, uh, Buffalo win. So I feel like the Dolphins are going to cover this thing. Yeah. I mean, this is interesting. I think, again, um, Physicality always beats finesse. They, sure. You know, I mean, we can go back to just all the all the past Super Bowls when the, the team who came through last year with the Rams, it was Aaron Donald making plays <clears throat> at the end, attacking Joe Burrow. Um, you know, we can go to any Super Bowl, 28-3 with the Patriots. They had a whole second half shutout. You know, obviously the – Dolphins, when they were a prolific offense, you know, Seattle shut them, shut them down. Only had like what three points was it? Something I forget what they only scored that game. Mm-hmm. Um, any any Super Bowl, the physical team won. Dolphins had issues with the past two weeks being physical and they got mopped. And not only are you dealing with another physical team, but you are going to Buffalo. They remember that was one of their losses that they weren't happy about. And two teams put on film exactly what to do. And you're going against a team that has two guys on defense <clears throat> who can call a, a pretty a pretty good game. So you know I do I do have the Dolphins covering the seven and a half just because this is this is the type of the Dolphins have that type of offense where it's like we're gonna we're gonna be stubborn and keep like doing what we do until we like pop one, and that's exactly what happened. It's like, hey, we're not gonna get creative. Yep. We're not gonna try to do anything complex. We're gonna keep going, keep going. Eventually, Tyreek got somebody. Um, I mean, I, I I can see the Dolphins covering this. I have Buffalo winning, but I can I can also see this getting out of hand. You know, if 
you know. So that's this was good. This is a tough one for me here, but I'm gonna pick the Dolphins covering on this. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Dolphins guard. I got one last one, and I'll tell you before we get into lemon pepper parlay break. You're gonna absolutely hate it, but I'm taking the Bears at nine points. God bless me. God bless you, then. <laughs> I'm taking the Bears at nine points. Justin Fields didn't even practice today because he's out for illness, whatever that means. Hopefully, he gets well soon because I'm taking the Bears at nine points and Justin Fields against this Eagles team, which seems to be a, a an absolute train that is just rolling over everything in sight. But let's take another quick break, Will, and come back with our lemon pepper parlays. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Will. What's your lemon pepper parlay for this week? Oh man, you know this is there's a lot of trap games in this situation, man. Like everyone got excited with Carolina, you know, going to the Steelers. I mean, going to Seattle, going always to Seattle and and putting it on them, and then they're gonna go into Steelers, who you know, unsure about the quarterback position. Um. Well, they sure about one thing. Mitchell Trubisky stinks. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Unsure about who's going, who's going to be playing. Um, same thing with the Ravens. You know, it's like, man, they're like Juju said. The Browns is, is the Browns in, in his exact uh, verbiage. But man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with an underdog uh, three legger here. I'm gonna go Colts plus four. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Steelers two and a half, and I'm gonna go with um, who did I have the last one? I'm gonna go with Falcons plus four. Desmond Ritter's first start. I feel like this is completely anecdotal, but quarterbacks should make their first start against the Saints go crazy. The last one I really remember, <laughs> RG three. <laughs> that his first start and maybe his best game in his rookie year, so which he won rookie of the year, I believe. Again, New Orleans. Uh, for me, I'm going to take the Chicago Bears plus nine against this Eagles team that we said have been putting up points on everybody. But you know what? The Bears, too, have scored points when they can get that offense going. Eagles run defense has been so-so. Maybe Justin Fields. Gets me two big time runs. I'm gonna eat a donut and, when you talk about this. Yeah, I mean, I see, I see I the, the respect hey, you that you know what? have. You know what? Is that even a donut? It feels like an eclair. You know what? Philly what? might get a donut this game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, how about man. that? I'm gonna give you a good old like like 19 zip type of game here. 19 zip, you think yep, Eagles? Yep. Another statement game, 19 zip. Just a donut. All right. Justin Fields is going to come back after that bye. Shoulder back, nose blown, done with his illness, and dunk all over 
Eagles to lose by eight points. Um, and my other leg of my parlay will be the Jaguars and the points. I think this Cowboys team, even though they had a scare last week, might be in for another scare this week. That'll be my lemon pepper parlay. Well, are you done you know chewing to give any no, last thoughts? No, yeah, my last thoughts is my last thoughts is get rid of that Steelers one. I don't want that. Colson Falcons. I don't want the Steelers. Nope, not happening. No, nope. I feel you. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I after watching what Mitch Trubisky did the last. I mean, it was disgusting. Two red zone interceptors driving the ball. Steelers should have won that game outright. Somebody named Anthony Brown was playing quarterback for the Ravens hey, by the time it was all said and done. That's they my, that's still my guy. That's win. my guy. My BC guy, man. They took it easy. I know you went to Oregon afterwards. Well, no offense to your friend. All right, man. Hey, well, France and Morocco. Till Let's next go. week, Will. That's your, what's up? France, France and Morocco. Morocco. All Let's right. Go. Who you got? Who you got? You know what? Morocco's do you playing. Care who wins? playing. I do care. They've been playing outstanding defense, Morocco. I think they gave up one goal the whole World Cup. I think something crazy like that. But France. I want to see France and Argentina. France, Argentina. That's football and football. And that's the lemon pepper parlay. Till next week.